What's happening, everybody? On today's Locked On SEC, we're going to be joined by our buddy Chris Marler. We'll catch up on all the latest SEC headlines, including comments made ahead of the Alabama-Tennessee game happening this weekend, some stats on Will Rogers, some comments from Kirby Smart on their positioning in the Vegas odds, and much, much more. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. We'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's Wait no further. Let's bring in our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast as we head into yet another week of SEC football. Week seven, Marler. We are uh, at that midway point in the season. How are we feeling? Uh, I mean, I, I just I hate that we're at the midway point of the season. Like, that part sucks. Uh, feel, feeling good, though. Glad that A&M game's over. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, Marler has a rooting interest in the Alabama Crimson Tide, and um, you know they want to jump off a bridge because they win a close game. God, God forbid! You know everybody else in the SEC does it, and they celebrate. Alabama goes, we we might have to consider firing Saban after this. I mean, this is I mean, well, okay. What's amazing about this is that usually I would agree with that. How like absurd, but also accurate that 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 comment is, but. I was a little bit surprised they dropped two spots in the polls with a backup quarterback who had three turnovers in a game they won. I will say that. It's a little crazy, and it's setting up for an even crazier week, so let's jump into it. Let's do our SEC headlines. Stand by for news. Now, SEC headlines. All right, let's just jump into it. Uh, (laughs) Former Vols linebacker Marler Henry Toa Toa on the Alabama-Tennessee game said, quote, you know, just another game on the road for us. Downplaying it a little bit. Now, he did go on to say big rivalry game tradition-wise. I'm super excited to be able to uphold the the tradition and the legacy of Alabama football. But, uh, look, this is a guy who played at Tennessee, right? Started his career there, finishing off his career Mm -hmm. at Alabama. Should they really be just saying it's just another game on the road for us? This is two top ten teams. It's two top ten teams. It's a it's the highest they've they've both been ranked. I think all time in this in this series, which is kind of crazy. I don't know how young your audience base is, but I will say that a lot of people forget that when you look at like just from the history of the league, the number two team in this conference with the most tradition from start to finish, and Georgia fans settle down. But it's Tennessee, like, you know, with like in terms of championships, in terms of like relevance year in, year out, in the, like over the decades. This is a really, really big rivalry. These two teams do hate each other. It has lost a little bit of its luster when you win 15 in a row and you win by an average of 25 and a, at 0.9 points per game in that rivalry during that 15 years. But, you know, listen, I grew up in the era where, where, like, I, I'm not making this up, but I, I grew up in the era where, where I watched. All them Clausens and Peyton Manning beat Bama seven years in a row. And and I will never forget October 26th, maybe it was 25th, 
2002, I said for a long time was like the best day of my life because I, I got a bunch of recruiting letters from when I was in high school. And then we went to go see the Rolling Stones in concert that night. And then Bama beat this streak. And so it's a big rivalry, man. It's a big rivalry. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got the saving coach speak down pat. I'll say that. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get into actually uh, talking about this matchup in just a little bit. Um, another headline of the weekend, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers, now the all-time leader in completions in the history of the SEC. He passed Aaron Murray, whose record stood since 2013. This was Will Rogers' 28th game. Aaron Murray, it took him 52 games uh, I know it's the Mike Leach air raid system, but I th- think that's still pretty damn impressive. Is his numbers are stupid compared to some of the, some of the stuff we've seen over the years? Like it, it's it's absurd how good that ball doesn't look very good. But um, did that did that ball hit his lineman in the head? <laughs> uh, but no, it's it is fun to watch. He's been so great, and he's been you know like Mississippi State is a team. You know, I, I think they've kind of flown under the radar. The stuff with Will Rogers, he's finally starting to get his due. Um, and he can he can play for another two years, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah he probably won't. I, I don't know. I mean, is he no. does he project as I don't know? Like, if he has another year after this, like he's having this year, NFL's yeah. gonna take a shot on him, right? Like, I I don't. We'll I, have to. He's he's gonna stay for this for another year. Yeah. What's what's crazy? I was talking to somebody at Arkansas. Like, they were thinking KJ Jefferson was going to ball out and maybe leave, and then. Somebody was saying, "No, I mean KJ will be back next year." I'm like, "Wow, I mean, like we're talking about some big name SEC quarterbacks are going to be back next year." In you this could conference. you could lose Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young and still bring back Spencer Rattler, KJ Jefferson, and Will Rogers. Yeah, Will Levis, I think will be still will still go. Anthony Richardson probably back now. Yeah. Although you know, before the season, they were projecting him as a first round pick. I uh, had a good conversation True. with um, Danny Warfel this week on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Another SEC headline, and not really a headline, but one I thought found funny one to throw in here. Kirby Smart um, was asked about so Circa Sportsbook now has Georgia yeah. as the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. And look, they're the number one team, but Bama's kind of been, you know, Vegas, yeah. Vegas odds makers. Vegas loves to put Alabama at top. Uh, Kirby Smart was asked about it. He said, "I don't even know what that is." He told Dog Nation, I really don't trust the source. I don't care. Um, I mean, look, I know what a coach has to say, but you've never heard of a sports book? You've never heard of Circa, Kirby? Come on. <laughs> Can confirm, Kirby Smart is the worst person you'd have on your bachelor party rankings of SEC coaches. Uh, I mean, I'm kidding when I say that because I, th- I think he'd be a blast. But, um, yeah, that is kind of crazy, right? Like I, that, he, that he would say he wouldn't know that. It's also crazy just looking at this. This dad bod, how good of an athlete this man still is. It's just, it, that, it cracks me up every time I see him. Um, I, you know, I don't, I will say that with those rankings, and I've, I've been all over Georgia since the start of last summer um, and saying they were going to win the national championship a year ago. I, I said before this season, I thought that Georgia um, would play Ohio State for the national championship and, and, and Ohio State would win. That was my prediction going into the year. As of right now, I don't think Georgia's a better football team than Alabama. I just don't like if, if Bryce Young is back. I don't. I don't think they're a better team. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it is funny. I mean, it, you know, one breath people do mention about Jalen Milrow last last weekend, and then other mentions. It's like it just gets forgotten. It's like, well, Alabama's played two close games. Like, yeah, is last week even a close game if Bryce Young plays? I don't know. No, or you have four <laughs> turnovers and, th- and two missed field goals. I, I yeah, that is very odd how they how they how they have that. 
Speaking of uh, injuries is a big talk of this week, so I'll just put three all together and just kind of get your jo- thoughts collectively. Bryce Young, yeah. Nick Saban said Monday he's being reevaluated, still kind of day-to-day. We don't know. We expect he'll be back. Sam Pittman went as far to say, yeah, K.J. Jefferson is back this week. The BYU coach already commented on K.J. Jefferson, so we'll see him this weekend. Uh, and then Rich Scangarello, Kentucky's OC, said Will Levis is still day-to-day practiced and is trending in the right direction so it sounds like at least right now feels like all three of these guys are going to be back this weekend so bryce i saw something about this on reddit so you know it's real but it was just talking about like the ac joint sprain and the injury itself and it's like you know i think that like one of the that brought it up it was like you know you'll you'll have like 10 to 15 throws and everything will be fine and then something will happen um I, I think that Bama can run the football and win this game. What Bama can't do is get behind early and then turn the ball over as well because it'll be a blowout uh, in Tennessee's favor. But I, I will say I think that he plays. I think that he'll be fine. And and more than anything, you know, if if they if they don't, um, you know, you, you still can lose this one. The stuff with KJ Jefferson, you gotta get you gotta get right if you are Arkansas. The you know you lost three games in a row. They've, they've seemingly – it felt like it's gotten worse each game. Like, you're close against AM, You're close against Bam for a minute. And then, you know, then last week you're just kind of blown out. Um, Will Levis is is Kentucky at this point because Kentucky sucks without him. And I don't care how this sounds. I'm sorry, Kentucky fans. I know you guys get upset. When I say this, I said a couple weeks ago, I thought they were kind of shitty as a team. But you don't you – don't, you don't block for the quarterback well. You don't protect the quarterback. And you don't protect the football and I, Will Levis is a huge, huge component to them being a good, good football team that could still win, you know, eight, nine games. But if you don't protect the quarterback and you don't protect the football in this league, you're going to get beat. And that's what's, that's what's happened. That's why you got beat a week ago. All right. Uh, he is Chris Marler from uh, the College Football Uncensored podcast. We'll continue with him as we take a look ahead at SEC Week 7 in just a second. But first, want to remind you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. You can start spreading the word that you are hiring. They give you simple tools like screening questions and much, much more LinkedIn jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I was talking with some people who are doing some holiday hiring coming up. Christmas holidays coming coming up very soon. LinkedIn jobs, perfect place to go promote your job right there. Again, linkedinjobs.com slash locked on college. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, in our weekly segment with our buddy Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored podcast. And Marler, got a couple of teams, uh, three teams from the SEC with a bye week this week. Mizzou, Texas A&M, and South Carolina. It's just kind of funny when you talk about the three different ones. Like South Carolina, feeling real good about themselves. Got a big win over Mm -hmm. Kentucky. Shane Beamer already saying, I feel like we're ahead of where we were at this time a year ago. Mizzou kind of, look, you've played some close games, you, you know, 
Eli Drinkwitz was kind of on the hot seat, but you played Georgia close, so maybe you feel a little bit better, played a close game with Florida. Uh, and honestly, mm-hmm. Mizzou lost three straight games close. Like, to me, you can't fire the no. guy. They're, they're competitive. And A&M, you got three losses, but you're probably patting yourself on the back going, man, we almost beat Bama. So I don't know where those three fan bases are right now, but maybe yeah. not feeling too down on themselves. No, so Carolina feels great. Carolina feels great. And it's, it's, I had this conversation earlier today with uh, Chris Phillips in the Spurs Up show about how, you know, like it, it's amazing how quickly one game can turn all that around because you go into a game where you, you you don't look good in the first half against Charlotte. You look bad against Georgia State. You don't have a win on your schedule that makes you really proud as like a team, right? Like you got boat raced by Georgia. You lost, you got kind of boat raced by Arkansas. Um, I forgot the other game they had in the SEC, uh, but they have they have like you know they're two and three going in this game, and all this or I'm sorry they're they're three and two going in this game, and then all of a sudden you beat Kentucky, and it's like whoa, we didn't only beat South Carolina State and and Georgia State and Charlotte, like so I think they're feeling good because that's that's a game that they've lost eight of the last, last nine years. If you're Mizzou, I think Mizzou is the most logical fan base in in this conference because it's the smartest fan base outside of Vandy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna fire Drinkwitz. I don't think this year. I think they're gonna give him another year and work with the uh, the recruits. Now, if he goes winless somehow in the rest of those games and loses Luther Burden, then yeah, bye. But A and M, A and M fans don't feel bad that much because they're they're still coming off the high of almost losing to Bama. Get into next week. I think they lose to South Carolina next week, and if they do, they are in that fan base is gonna turn. Wow, you can write it down. That game, no, I'm looking to see that. It's at South Carolina, so tough yeah, environment to night. go into. Hey, when that sandstorm gets going, brother, there ain't no Aggie yell leader that can save you. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I love that they're just doubling down with the yell leader trash talk. That's awesome. Don't stop. You know, like, yeah. in the in these days where we stop things because people on social media made fun of you, like, no, keep, keep yeah. doubling down what you're doing. All right, let's get love into uh, a couple of games. We'll th- preview three games this segment, three games next segment. Let's get into it. Uh, the Brian Harson <laughs> denouement, if you will. Auburn at number nine, Ole Miss. The Rebels open as a 15-point favorite from Bet Online. This feels like a game that everybody is expecting Ole Miss to win big. And come Sunday morning, we'll all be looking for the Pete Thamel tweet. Brian Harson has been relieved of his duties at Auburn. Yeah, I don't know what else to say at this point. You're going into the bye week after this. Um, I did not think he was going to be on the hot seat, man. I just didn't. I know it sounds stupid. I remember saying that to Andy Staples, and he was like, he already almost got fired. That's the <laughs> definition of the hot seat. I was like, shut up, Andy. Um but yeah, I, so I just I don't know, man. I, I don't feel great about it. Uh, if you're an Auburn guy, um, those bags under those eyes now, and this picture you're showing me, I didn't even notice th- those are new. SEC legitimately has five top ten teams right now, legitimately, and I mean Ole Miss, Mississippi State as well. Um, I don't think this will be close because I also think that Lane Kiffin's a big enough dickhead to be like, you know what? Like I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna put this guy out of his ground. So I'm feeling that happened to him yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh with harson and, and certainly Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin you know that the offense I, I what I liked about Kiffin and Ole Miss this past weekend was uh Kiffin was able to or Ole Miss was able to win a game not just with their run game but with their passing game as well and we yeah. saw Jackson Dart you know if he had to throw the ball he could throw the ball and win a game so um again interesting game but it it feels like this is an Ole Miss 
runaway, right? No, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it'll like this is a game that it could be close early, but they will like you know we've seen this under Harson repeatedly. You know, whoever he's playing will pull away in the second half and embarrass them, and, and just and that'll be it. Let's get to our next game. It is Vandy at number one Georgia, and uh, look, it's you know Georgia's around a thirty-eight point favorite. Give Vandy credit; they fought with Ole Miss for half last week and actually led them at halftime. But again, I feel like we don't need to say much about this game. Georgia, you know, we we they played Kent State and then we were like, what the hell's going on? Then they played Mizzou and we were like, okay, this might be their get right game, and it wasn't. Auburn was their get right game last week, and it feels like Auburn is just going to smash Vanderbilt. Georgia, yeah, I agree. And and I think that Kirby Smart, like, it's hard to get mad about Vandy and, and like, have if you're Vandy, be on someone's bad side. But I think that they're still probably on Kirby's bad side. Yeah, but, you know, I think I think Georgia wins this game. I think they win it going away. I just don't know if if they are able to shut out Vandy. I think Vandy's offense is still I'm, – I'm still not high on it, but I'm not, like, you know – I'm not mid on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's get into the uh, another one of um, uh, and this one's crazy. It's unranked teams three and three Arkansas at four and two BYU two thirty Central on ESPN. What a weird, weird game for Georgia for for Arkansas to be in. And this is one that I thought, man, it was a weird game where it falls on the schedule. But it's even weirder now that you're riding a three game losing streak. This is a game that Arkansas could certainly lose as well. Yeah, <laughs> BYU's really good. Like, I don't know if you – I think my favorite thing in college football this season from the media is Pat McAfee talking about BYU in any capacity because him bringing up the fact that this is the oldest team in the history of college football because they're all, like, 26 with the COVID year and having to take that two-year trip, uh, I don't know, to Orlando or wherever Book of Mormon's from. Um, so BYU is good enough – BYU is good enough to be – I'm glad you got that reference. Um BYU is good enough to beat Arkansas. I don't know. See, this has got to be a game where KJ Jefferson takes over. The run game has to take over. But the defense cannot just get torched like it has been at, at all season. I, you know, I, I just, it worries me in that capacity because that they are not, they're just so bad on the back half. I think, I think the good news out of this for Arkansas is they're finally getting to a point to realize that Barry Odom is not that great of a coordinator. Yeah. And, and, what- and, What's crazy is they were bashing him, but this past week they, you know, like Odom's been the 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 whipping boy, I guess you'd say, for the last few weeks. This yeah. past week was the first time Kendall Bryles was getting criticism, and they were like, "Hey, man, we get KJ's out, but you didn't have Hornsby or Kate Fortin even ready to go in this game." Yeah, it looked bad. It looked bad. It looked bad early. Um, I, th- this is a game that I had circled from the beginning of the year because I was like. I kept telling it's Arkansas fans, and I said it to Pittman at Media Days. I was like, you know, who's who? Who did you hurt? Like, what did you do to deserve the schedule? The schedule is brutal. So hopefully it'll get better. Um, but yeah, this is I. I kind of feel like this is a must-win game for them. Well, you you also asked, told him what, what was it that he was such and such against the spread. It was 16 and 6 yeah. against the spread. Thank yeah. you. And he said, go Hogs. <laughs> All right, more with Chris Marler in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you have not tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. There is a new flavor. It is the indulgent cookie, jo- cookie dough covered in chocolate. Built has done it again. Cookie dough chunk puffs. A light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. 
Cookie dough junk puff, chunk puffs, only 160 calories, have a whopping 15 grams of protein in there. Run to Built.com right now. Stag your box for you and your family. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15. That gets you 15% off your order. Use promo code Locked LOCKEDON15. That's going to get you 15% off at Built.com. Go grab those cookie dough chunk puffs today. All right, roll along here with Chris Marler. One more segment to go. And, Marler, we got uh, three pretty big games in the conference this weekend. We'll start with uh, one of the uh, our lone unranked one that we have left. It's 4-2 and two LSU at 4-2 and two Florida. It's the, the year one coaches. It's Billy Napier versus Brian Kelly. And, man, talk about two programs who are just, like, we're feeling pretty good about Brian Kelly after that week one loss mm-hmm. to Florida State. They've looked good every week, and then they go and get blown out to Tennessee. Meanwhile, Florida, they have the big emotional win over Utah. Yeah. They lose to Kentucky, and it's been this like roller coaster ever since. So where are we on these two teams? Yeah, I'm looking at a ranking from my actual employer right now that has Billy Napier as the sixth-ranked coach in the conference uh, and Brian Kelly at nine, which is just – just tough. Just is that just for this week? It's for the whole year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's about right. Um, anyway, I, I just, as I'm scolding our young social media person who posted it, um, yeah, this is a great game. Again, this is a great weekend of football, and it's kind of crazy because this is one of those things where, like, the, the LSU-Florida game is a great, great rivalry. I don't know how this plays out. What time is the game, you said? It's a night game. It's uh, will be seven Eastern in, uh, in Gainesville. Okay. So, so how does Brian Kelly respond to after last week? Because I thought they played desperate last week. I thought they played like almost like an embarrassing style of football. I will say, and I meant to bring this up earlier. You nailed it on the head more than anything. You brought up to on, on our podcast on College Football Uncensored. You said if you know it, you got to come out there, you got to try to slow them down early. But if if you find yourselves down, and you said, and I quote, twenty to nothing. Like, which is the exact number you said. That's what they ended up finding themselves down early on. I, I don't expect them to come out and play that desperate again. I think that that was like a little bit of an overreach from Brian Kelly. Um, they have all the tools in place to beat the team. And, and it wasn't like Florida looked very good last week. Right. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, I don't know what happened. Like, we're feeling so good about him. And then he throws for, what was it, 80 yards or 60 yards? And we're like, 60. Yeah. Like, what is going on, dude? Why? Like we thought you were becoming a good quarterback again. Um, did you see the did you see the receivers numbers? Oh yeah, no, it was ugly. I, I mean, <laughs> the best receiver or the top receiver had one catch for twenty yards. Before I watched the highlights of that game, I'm like, what the hell happened? I mean, the Jaden Hill pick six obviously helped propel them, mm-hmm. and then an, yeah, another interception. But man, that just looked like an an ugly game uh, all around. Uh, yeah, you, you got a pick in this one. You taking LSU on the road or Florida at home? I. I'm going to listen, you idiots have gotten me in so much trouble, but I love you to death. And I'm taking you, I'm taking LSU to win on the road. I don't know how I feel about that. And it's also, is Florida going to play a road game? Yeah. It feels like every game has been at the swamp. I'm, uh, I'm going with the Gators at home. I just think that atmosphere, uh, if it, hey, if it was an 11 a.m. game and, uh, Florida fumbled the opening punt, uh, kickoff, maybe, you know, LSU right. wins that game. Uh, number 16, Mississippi State is at number 22, uh, Kentucky. Man, the Mike Leeches are just rolling. We talked about it earlier with Will Rogers, but Kentucky's defense, are you up to the task? And Will Rogers, if you're back, man, you're going to have to play lights out to keep up with them. 
you know that I'm a big fan of Mr. and Mrs. Gordy, and and I know that your wife is a Kentucky grad, right? A Kentucky alum. I, I this fan base, I just like again. Here's what happens. Here's like if you can't protect the quarterback, if you can't protect the football, you're not going to win football games. And 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 I can easily if if Levis is back. And Rodriguez isn't fumbling like he seems to do in every key moment he's ever involved in. Like, I just don't get it why we give this kid a free pass on so many things. But if Levis is back and he's healthy and all that kind of stuff, then sure. They have it, they have it, they could win this game. They could win it, you know, in in great fashion. But Zach Arnett and that defense, Mississippi State, that's all they do is blitz. And and this is a this is a Kentucky team that gave up six sacks to South Carolina a week ago. They've given up 25 on the year, I think, and like six. I mean, that's just so bad. And so I, I, I'm taking Mississippi State, man. I think I think Mississippi State is one of the top ten teams in the country right now. The way they're playing and the way Will Rogers is playing, um, and I think that there's an there's honestly even going into this weekend, there's a legitimate path that I wouldn't argue against. If you told me that the SEC championship was between Tennessee and a Mississippi school by the end of the year. Wow, <laughs> I think we I think we would all be shocked by that. No one's going to that. Yeah, right? I mean, but still, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a fun trip. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get to the game of the week. It is number three Alabama six and zero at number six Tennessee five and zero. It's the third uh, Saturday in October, and it finally means mm-hmm. something, Marler. It's a series that Alabama has dominated for over a decade plus. Finally, it looks like we're going to get a competitive one. Yeah, I hope not. Um, I, I will say that. Tennessee's been a lot of fun to watch this year. They've been great under Hypo. And, you know, I said this earlier this week. I, I don't know if you, if like, if they go 10 and 2, if, if Tennessee, or better, right? Like, if they, if they're, if they go 10 and 2 and they lose to the teams we expect them to lose to in the beginning of the year against Georgia and against Bama and they do it in respectable fashion, I, you, you can't really, Convince me otherwise that t- that this rebuild this quickly from Hypel isn't more impressive than what Saban did in his first two years, because like I mean Tennessee was in some, a lot of those games a year ago. They and you know the thirty people they lost the transfer portal. Anyway, getting into this year's team and not, not just like the big picture of Tennessee. Hinden Hooker has been incredible. I think he's at forty-seven touchdowns and like two interceptions since he's become the starting quarterback. They get Cedric Tillman back. Who the best thing about Cedric Tillman outside of already being one of the top three to five receivers in the SEC, maybe the country, is Cedric Tillman in big games is a lot of fun to watch. I think he had about 200 against um, – I try- I don't have it in front of me, but I, I you know, I think he had 200 against Georgia or something crazy. He had 150 against Alabama. Uh, I know he had over 100 in both those games. He had a great bowl game, I think, where he had like three touchdowns maybe. Went um, off against they, Akron. That, yeah. Went off against Akron. Um, but but they he he steps up in big games a lot. I think he's a really really good player, and 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 that's it's kind of crazy to think about how good they've been without him. The defense steps up a week ago. They have five sacks on the road against uh, against LSU. I think it's a defense has improved week in and week out. We all know that fan base. Everybody in the country besides Big Game Boomer understands that that fan base is fired up. That's why it's sold out, and the secondary market tickets going for four hundred in the upper deck. It's because people want to be in the building for that. Um, I don't know if you saw that tweet earlier today, but I was cracking up from from that. But no, I, I think um, if Bryce Young plays, and I don't know why I have this feeling, and maybe I'm wrong. My instincts are almost always wrong, especially with women. Like I always tell you, but 
if Bryce Young plays, I think Bama wins by 10 plus points. I, I, I just, I, I don't think, I think if Bryce plays and they keep him upright and he's healthy, Jameer Gibbs, if I don't see them turning the ball over like that dramatically, like all of the struggles they've had in the past couple of games have, have been without Bryce Young. So if he doesn't play, I think Tennessee could win. I, like, I think Tennessee could win by double digits. I really do. But I don't, if he plays, I don't think Bama, I don't think Bama loses. And I don't, I don't even know if it's a struggle um, because of how good that cheetah package is and how good that defense is. And, and look, we're, at this point, we're expecting Jalen Hurts to play. But if he doesn't, I feel like they've learned some. Bryce Young. Uh, what'd I say? Jalen Hurts. Did I say Jalen Hurts? I, I was watching the freaking NFL a minute ago, and, and Jalen uh, – Bryce so Young. Good. If Bryce Young plays yeah. uh, or if he doesn't play, I think Bill O'Brien and company are going to look at what Jalen Milrow did the last couple of weeks his, and figure out the good and the bad, what's he comfortable with, and, you know, not put – first off, don't fumble. Don't don't lose the football. Right. But I think they're going to look at it and say, we got to ride Jameer Gibbs. Do you realize Jameer Gibbs – the past two weeks has had 39 carries for 360 yards. Like, no. <laughs> he's that's put him third in the SEC. He's only behind Rocket Sanders and Quinchon Judkins now. Like, Jameer Gibbs has quickly gone from, oh, man, we were told he was going to be the star from Georgia Tech to suddenly he is the face of the Alabama offense. And so I yeah, think yeah. if it's Milrow, I think Gibbs still gives them a chance. Can I give you a number real quick that's going to crack you up? Yes. And I, and I have to bring it up. So a week ago, Bama had – they had the top two uh, rushing leaders in the country for um, for yards per carry. And it was it was Jace McClellan and, and Jameer Gibbs. Now they have the top two. I'm sorry, they have two of the top four. But there's somebody at number five that is fifth in the country in, in average yards per rush. You want to guess who it is? Yards per he's carry. averaging. I'll give you. I'll give you. He's averaging eight point two eight yards per carry, which is, which Jameer Gibbs is averaging eight point three one. So this person is right behind him. And he has eight rushing touchdowns, and I'll give you one hint that he is not a running back. It's it's Milrow. It's Bo Nix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bo Nix is killing it, man. Um, no, but you're right. The, this I think the Jameer Gibbs thing. It's like you gotta you gotta have him kind of be the guy. Uh, and you gotta find somebody in that blank, blank passing game to 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 somewhat like take some pressure off of him in the running game. And Bill O'Brien, that's it. <laughs> hey man, the good news is there are plenty of good jobs open now, and plenty of good jobs on the way open for Bill O'Brien. All right, true, so, very true. Um, yeah, if you're Nick Saban, you tell him, hey man, don't uh, don't don't uh, get too comfy here. Keep that box fresh. Because you're on the way out. <laughs> he is Chris Marler. College Football Uncensored is the podcast. Uh, thanks for doing it, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Of course, man. Look forward to it every week. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. All right. He is Chris Marler. We'll talk with him again next week. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for making us your first listen every day. Now you can make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Some great guests still throughout the week. You don't want to miss it. Keep it locked right here to Locked on SEC.